Coming up on the Keto Camp Podcast, we bring on Dr. Joy Kong. and saw some wrinkles and you're like, oh, geez, you know, I've aged. But what you don't think about is all the wrinkling that's going on in your liver, in your heart, in your lungs, in your bones, they're all going on. All you can see is the face, but you've got to take care of everything. You know, the face is a reflection. We have access to ancient healing strategies such as ketosis, fasting, and carnivore. And on the Keto Camp Podcast, we are determined to deliver the science to you. We bring in the thought leaders in this space to have extraordinary conversations so you could apply it and change your life. Your body was built to thrive. Your body is capable of healing as long as you identify the interference and remove it. I believe you are a masterpiece because you are a piece of the master. My name is Ben Azadi. I'm the best-selling author of Keto Flex, and I want to thank you for spending part of your day with me. Hey, Keto Camper. Welcome to the Keto Camp Podcast. Thanks for pressing play today. My name is Ben Azadi. I'm your host. You can learn more about me over at benazadi.com. Today, we have an anti-aging specialist triple board certified physician in anti-aging, stem cell therapy, brain care specialist. She's an educator, she's an author, and she's going to lay the framework for how to slow down the process of aging. We get into her backstory, living in Beijing for 20 years, how there is a difference between Chinese medicine and Western medicine. Very, very fascinating when she shares that. She's going to share about her struggles and what she did to overcome health challenges and life challenges. And then we get into a brilliant analogy of looking at the symptoms and treating that, which is primarily allopathic care, versus getting to the cause. You're going to understand exactly how stem cells work, how we age faster, why disease develops. She shared an awesome quote, which is, when they say there is no evidence, they are simply not looking at the evidence. She's going to talk about that. She's going to share why she gets stem cells every three months. She's going to share a little bit about her backstory of what it was like to move from China to the U.S. and some of the changes that occurred and what happened at her university. This is a fun conversation. She's doing awesome work in Los Angeles at her clinic. She has a great book called Tiger of Beijing, the inspirational memoir of a fierce regenerative medicine physician, which we talk about. And we're going to drop links and references on everything we spoke about today in the show notes down below. So I can't wait to bring Dr. Joy Kong on the show in a couple of minutes. I first want to get to the Apple podcast rating and review of the day. This is a five-star review from Rodney1461. And here's what Rodney said. New listener, 60 years old, 320 pounds, 5'11", I'm a very round dude. Ha ha ha, he says. I drive a semi truck for a living. I just want to thank you for opening my eyes to a lot of different and exciting things. I feel like I'm on the right path. Thank you, Ben, and keep up the great work. Hey, Rodney, thank you. You're probably driving somewhere on, on a road right now in your semi truck. So thank you for listening while you're working. And I'm so glad that the podcast is inspiring you to get on the right path. You know, 60 years young. You still have a lot more years left and a lot more life left in you. So I'm glad you're on the right path. Keep listening, keep applying it, and you'll continue to get healthy, drop the excess weight, and just feel better. So thank you so much for listening, Rodney. Hey, if you haven't left the Keto Camp Podcast a rating or a review yet, please do so today, right now, especially on Apple Podcasts. It really helps the show grow. We are releasing new episodes on this podcast every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. It takes a lot of resources to do this. We have Ian, the sound engineer, the sound master, getting the audio recordings edited and sounding the right way. We have Rachel doing the podcast notes. We have another company helping us distribute the assets when the podcasts come out. And the reason I say that is because it takes a lot of money to get this show consistent. It takes a lot of resources and energy. 
And I don't want you to pay for it, but I would love for you to just leave a rating and review, which helps the show grow and reach more people. So if you haven't done so, please do so just like Rodney did on today's episode. Hey, before we get into the conversation, I want to let you know about a brand new webinar that is taking place in a few days called The Art of Fasting. Intermittent fasting is such a powerful tool if you use it the right way. And on this 60-minute masterclass, we're going to deep dive into intermittent fasting so you could apply it to heal your body, to get some of that autophagy, to reduce inflammation, fix the gut, and feel good. I'm going to give you the science. I'm going to give you some actionable steps. You're going to learn my favorite intermittent fasting schedule for weight loss. You're going to learn the best way to break a fast versus the worst way to break a fast you're going to learn about autophagy. You're going to learn about what fasting does for inflammation, for weight loss, for cellular regeneration, and for your brain function. We're going to discuss how to know if coffee and tea is breaking your fast, and I'm going to open it up for Q&A on the webinar. We have limited spots available for this webinar. If you head to www.intermittentfastingmasterclass.com, you could register your free spot. Those who register and join will get a link for over $300 worth of free downloads. Visit intermittentfastingmasterclass.com or head to the link down below in the podcast notes. I always say structure trumps intention. You could have all the best intentions in the world, but if you don't have the structure in place, it's going to be very difficult to get the amazing keto and fasting results that you want. If you are on the go traveling and you don't want to think about what can you eat to help you feel satisfied and to help you continue getting results on your keto journey, for me, my structure when I'm on the go, when I'm traveling, and when I want to have something nearby that's a healthy snack, my go-to is Paleo Valley's Beef Sticks. Paleo Valley Beef Sticks are the perfect gut-friendly, clean protein snack for on the go. And if you have children, this is one of the best things to give your kids. These beef sticks are 100% grass-fed and finished by farmers right here in the United States. They contain naturally occurring probiotics, which helps increase the diversity in your gut. It contains organic spices. It has high concentrations of omega-3 fatty acids, elevated levels of conjugated linoleic acid, which we know is an antioxidant and also could enhance your body's ability to burn fat. It contains vitamins and minerals, elevated concentrations of glutathione, which is your body's master antioxidant, and it's good for the environment. They have flavors that range from original to garlic summer sausage, regular summer sausage, jalapeno, teriyaki, and they also have turkey sticks available as well. They taste so good that I usually go through three or four, and I think I might set the record for eating almost 10 Paleo Valley beef sticks. Maybe somebody out there has eaten more than me in one sitting. You know, me and my fiance, Natasia, we're always fighting over these beef sticks in our house. We go into the pantry and I hear her unwrapping it and I'm like, hey, are you eating one of my beef sticks? <laughs> they are delicious. And since you are a avid listener of the Keto Camp podcast, we worked out an exclusive deal for you to get 15% off your entire order of Paleo Valley products. All you need to do is head to paleovalley.com and use the coupon code KETOCAMP15 at checkout for 15% off your entire order. That is KETOCAMP15 at checkout. We'll also drop a link down below in the show notes. Okay, let's discuss stem cells and anti-aging with Dr. Joy Kong. Dr. Joy Kong is a UCLA-trained, triple-board-certified physician, anti-aging and stem cell specialist, educator, CEO. She's the founder of Thea Center for Regenerative Medicine in California. She focuses her efforts on the prevention of aging, as well as chronic and degenerative conditions that no one else has been able to heal. She believes that complete healing can only come from looking at the whole person, mind, body, and soul. Here's Dr. Joy Kong. Joy Kong, welcome to the Keto Camp Podcast. Thank you so much, Ben. Happy to be here. I'm excited to chat with you. You're doing some amazing work as a triple board certified physician, which is highly, highly impressive. We'll get into some of the cool things you're doing at your clinic and all over the world. Before we get there, let's start 
with your backstory growing up in Beijing, China for 20 years. What was that like? It was lovely because I grew up on the university campus. So in a way, I, I think I was more sheltered than most of the Chinese, I would say. So, you know, there are these compounds, I think, in, in a, in, you know, Soviet style or, you know, ch- in China, they will have people live where they work. So my dad was a professor and my mom, you know, teaches in the high school that's part of the university. So I, you know, I would just... You know, it's like its own little kingdom. So I grew up on the campus, you know, lots of professors all around, lots of college students. So it's very much an environment of learning, of, um, you know, just pursue knowledge and, you know, exercise, wellness. You know, you you need to be all all around it, you know, be interested in the world, you know, understand world affairs. And so that was, it was actually very kind of um, uplifted type of environment. So I was... uh, I was happy, you know, while being rebellious. <laughs> <laughs> rebellious. What does that mean? What, what were some things that you were rebelling on? You know, some people were just born having trouble with rules and um, uh, being in China, which is very much a conformist society that you're supposed to be a certain way and rules are rules. And the way I look at rules is that if it does not make sense, that is not a valid rule. So, so I always analyze whatever rules that are imposed on me. So if, if they don't make good sense to me, then it doesn't apply. <laughs> so, so I've been in trouble since kindergarten. You know, I was kicked out of a dance, you know, kind of group, you know, three times and just always was always in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> so I was, I just had a conversation with my dad yesterday. You know, I thanked him for, for being there for me, you know, you know, I, I gave him a lot of trouble, but he was always patient and he gave me love. And he said, yes, you were very difficult, but I survived. <laughs> and, uh, I said, Dad, you, you realize that is really worth it, right? And he gave me like big thumbs up. So, <laughs> that's great. Oh, that's awesome. Is your dad still in China right now? Yeah. So he's still living on the university campus. So that's still my hometown. Yeah. It's a Tsinghua University is, you know, it's a science and technology university. So very much, you know, science was always kind of like a, one of my, you know, main pillars, you know, for me and um, my understanding of the world. So growing up in a very, very scientific, um, you know, kind of uh, atmosphere, which was why, you know, later on, it took some transformation for me to really, I had to go search, you know, when it comes to spirituality. So that, that's a whole other subject. But yeah, so your environment gave you certain strength, but also put you in certain restraint. Mm, yeah, well said. So what about the Chinese healthcare system? What, what's the difference between what they do in China with healthcare versus what, they, what you've seen here in America? Yeah. So Chinese, obviously it's, you know, the biggest population in the world and, um, you know, they didn't have Western medicine, right? So, so was India, you know, the, the Eastern medicine system had worked pretty well. Of course it's not, um, has its own uh, limitations when it comes to acute diseases, you know, big infections or, or injuries, it has its own limitations. But as far as keeping people healthy, and keeping them in a balanced state. I think both cultures have done a great job. And so in China, that's always part of the tradition. And, and Chinese medicine doctors have always been very revered. And then it, there comes you know, Western medicine, which are very much respected as well. So there are two medical systems. There are people who go, go into Chinese medicine or go into Western medicine. But people who go into Chinese medicine also have to learn the whole Western medicine system. In the big hospital, they will have, you know, all the the usual departments of Western medicine, you know, ophthalmology, you know, ENT, you know, surgery. So they have these different departments, but they will also have a department called Chinese medicine. So this is all in the big hospital. And then you have the pharmacy and the pharmacy will have Chinese medicine, Western medicine, depending on what doctors are giving you. So at my home, is very much a egalitarian uh, system when it comes to medicine. So medications are all thrown in, you know, one big drawer. You know, are there antibiotics? They're, you know, anti-inflammatories, and there are all these Chinese herbal, you know, concoctions. So everything is all intermingled together, and it's always kind of fun. You know, when I get a little 
discomfort and, you know, some problems, I will tell my mom my symptoms and my mom will, you know, make her diagnosis and then go into the drawer and grab whatever that's, that she thinks is appropriate. So sometimes it's Western medicine, sometimes it's Chinese medicine. So it was never, it, it was always respect for both because, you know, not one thing for everything. So you've got to respect the strength of both. That, that was just kind of the, the atmosphere that, that I grew up in. And um, so when I first came to this culture and came to the U.S., that was in early 90s, I remember just talking about even something like acupuncture people weren't accepting. You know, like you can tell in people's faces <laughs> that they think they were a little out there. So I learned to just, you know, just leave it alone. And what's interesting is that there's more and more acceptance. I think, you know, like any of the new medicine that comes along, you call it new, but you know, it's newly accepted. It's really driven by results. So it's not going to be able to take hold if it cannot produce results. It's only because people are getting great benefits. More and more are getting benefits because there's limitation in Western medical approach. It's not solving the problem. So when one person gets great results, tell their friends, things just spread like that. It's fascinating for me to witness that. Even when I was in medical school, that was what 1999, I remember having a conversation with this MD, PhD student, you know, very smart guy. And then I just mentioned acupuncture. And he said, you know, there has been still no evidence that acupuncture actually works. I said, really, have you looked at how much published results are out there? And granted, a lot of these publications were in Chinese, but there are reams and reams of them. So just because it's not in your language doesn't mean that it's non-existent. So th there were some rigorous studies because Chinese wanted to know how does this work and does it really work? Why does it work? So even from then, this is 20 years ago, there's huge transformation of people's acceptance of something like acupuncture. Now acupuncture is okay. It's not crazy yeah. anymore. So, so it's interesting. And I see that same, you know, same thing is true for a lot of these now what's called alternative therapies, including lots of herbal therapies, you know, some, some new treatments, you know, hyperbaric, uh, ozone therapy and, um, you know, and, and stem cell therapy. So all these things, I think, again, are driven by results. You're getting results. So people want it. That's why I call it a grassroots movement because people, their needs are driving the forward motion of the, the acceptance of these treatments. Which is so important, especially because we know this medical system, this healthcare, which is really sick care here in America, it just doesn't work. And, and one of the quotes, you kind of just said it, but I had it in my notes. When they say there's no evidence, they're not looking at the evidence, which is exactly what happened with your college mate back in the day. Now, speaking of rules that don't make sense that you want to break, the conventional medical system is kind of similar to those rules that we need to break. You have a great analogy on what's happening in the body with the symptom and a fire in a house and how conventional medicine looks like. Uh, could you share that? Yes. So I think, you know, people, there's still debate. And I think uh, the whole anti-aging field, even though there are all these markers and symptoms of aging, they still haven't been able to label aging as a disease. And what's what's funny is that aging is like a comorbidity. So it's okay, you have diabetes, but part of it is also because of the process of aging, you know, or you have osteoarthritis, and part of it is you you comorbidly are aging because the fact that you're aging, which reduces, uh, first of all, you have higher inflammation in your body have a, a less of a balance and, and vigorous, uh, you know, vigor in your, in your immune system. And you, you know, of course you, um, have uh, less stem cells to, to replace the damaged tissue. And, and, and so th there are actually a lot, you know, mitochondria go downhill, you know, straight, straight line. So all these things are symptoms of aging. So when we talk about aging, people somehow, you know, throughout the centuries have accepted, okay, aging is part of uh, just part of human living. But yes, you know, we're all heading for damage and death. That, that's true. But how you age, there's a big difference. Some people will have a heart attack and die. Some people will live to their, you know, late 90s 
happily go around, you know, riding a bicycle, you know, walking to grocery stores, and then they fall asleep and then they, they drift away. So they're drastically different ways of living and dying. Um, so how, which way do you, do you want your life to be? So my analogy is that aging is, is kind of like, if you look at the body as a house, so from the outside, you look at the house, maybe things are okay, but if the house is catching on fire, it, let's say a disease is, is brewing, which could be part of the changes of aging. Uh, people don't see anything going on on the outside, but when the fire started, you don't just start you know, with big fire, right? You start somewhere, you start smoldering, you start, you know, you know, this brewing fire, you know, things going on before you can see anything on the outside. So when the smoke start to come out of the window, that's when we actually are seeing some kind of symptoms. But before the symptoms is merging, things are happening to prepare you for the symptoms. And that's what we need to pay attention to. How can we prevent the house from catching on fire in the first place. And that's what I think is the beauty of the anti-aging where the whole integrated medicine is to optimize a system so you're never going to catch on fire, that you're, you're always keeping things at a balanced state. So once the fire is on, then there's going to be a lot of damage. Yeah, you can put out the fire, but guess what? You know, there's damage. There's carpets burned, your, your you know, uh, structure probably some, you know, if it's really bad, the, the house can get can burn down. It's a great analogy and it makes so much sense. You know, there are symptoms, but the symptoms are not necessarily the problem. They're a result of the problem. So we want to get to the cause of those symptoms. So where allopathic medicine fails most of the time is only focusing on the after effect, the symptom, but what caused it? It could be so far removed. It could be so upstream, so downstream. So what you do and what functional medicine practitioners do is looking at the causes of those symptoms. And then you take care of the cause and then, oh, it's like magic. The symptoms go away. How cool is that? I know that you said in the past that you get stem cells treatment on yourself about every three months. Why do you do that? And what are the sources of the stem cells that you use on yourself? So when I first found out about stem cell therapy, and that was five years ago, and reading about what they could do, and then also just seeing what it done to other people um, that I know, and also you know, for my patients. Uh, I just thought this is, this is too great. You know, I am, you know, off of venture spirit. So, so I thought, you know, I really wouldn't mind having this experiment on myself because I see the signs, I see what they can do. I, I think I want to do this, you know, anti-aging uh, treatment. And, and of course, you know, initially people were doing stem cell therapy, more looking at therapeutic potentials. They're, they were looking at, you know, treating particular conditions. And then later on, more uh, data came out, you know, more studies came out actually looking at potential capabilities of these cells to prolong life and extend health span, right? Making people living much more, you know, vibrantly, or, you know, they were doing studies on, on animals, on rats and mice, and realizing that this simple stem cell infusion can actually extend their lifespan by about 30%. And not only that, it preserves their, their physical capabilities, their mental capacities. And it just, you know, there's, you know, a lot of evidence. So, so I'm kind of glad I did that. Um, while I was doing it, you know, a little bit at the time, you know, five years ago, a little bit of a, you know, kind of experiment on myself because I know how safe it is. So, so you know, it's a, it's a calculated risk, right? It's, 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 you know, it's an educated risk. So I thought, okay, you know, maybe I'll just try to stop the aging process. I would see if this just keep me, you know, at my current state. So that was, I was 45 and I didn't, you know, be an Asian, I guess people say, Oh, you don't, you know, you age well. But now when I look at back at my pictures, I definitely saw a lot of aging going on you know, overworked. And, uh, you know, I wasn't taking the kind of, um, you know, holistic approach to my health, you know, I didn't have all the tools. So, so I was, you know, well on my way, you know, with aging process. And then after I started doing stem cells, you know, initially was my neighbor who's making comments saying, Hey, you know, what's going on? You're looking younger and younger. So this is about a year after I started doing stem cells and I didn't really know 
that I made any big difference. I, I thought, you know, I'm just, you know, I'm doing well, you know, I'm, I'm healthy and I'm, I'm good. But it was other people who started to making comment, to make comments saying that I'm looking younger and younger. And then I started looking at pictures and then I wasn't choosing, you know, to look at my own pictures, which is Facebook, you know, who keeps sending me happy anniversary photos. And that's when I, when I thought, oh boy, I can't believe I posted that picture. I look horrible. <laughs> so that's when I, when I thought, oh my goodness, have I changed? Have I gone backward in age? You know, I, that wasn't my goal. I just wanted to not age. I wasn't thinking about getting younger. So that was kind of a fun, fun thing. So now I definitely have a lot of patients who are doing that and they all love it. They can't wait for their next treatment. So I had people, you know, do it, you know, either every six months or, you know, some more aggressive ones would do it every two months. So they just, they know what they do. It does for their body and for their mind. And, and, you know, they feel fantastic and people make comments that they're looking great. So, so that's the whole, you know, if you can prevent the aging process, then you prevent the whole cascade to disease. So that's what, you know, you, you can avoid a lot of suffering. Yeah, that's super cool. So your photos started to look younger, recent photos versus older photos. Your neighbors were making comments about you. And it's obviously that visually you're, you're anti-aging, you're looking younger. Now, are you also testing the cellular age and other methods like telomeres, DNA methylation? Like, What are some ways that you kind of look at the age of the cells? You know, I'm still not convinced which one is the best method. I've been talking with, you know, different doctors and scientists, you know, about this. So I've yet to settle down on one that I, I can trust because I do want to bring that in clinic to quantify, but I'm just not convinced. There are a lot of methods. There's, you know, the telomeres or DNA methylation methods. There's VO2 max and there's this CRP. There's just various tools, but I'm not convinced which one works well. So I just, um, you know, right now I'm just going with what I look like. So it sounds funny, but, you know, I tell people what you look like, what's on the outside, your face is a reflection of what's inside. That's why, you know, Chinese medicine, you know, they, they, they look at your tongue, they look at, you know, your complexion, they, they, they do a lot of diagnosis from just, you know, your face, your eyes, you know, what's going on external, you know, that what you can see. The thing is, when people age, you know, I tell them that you may look in the mirror and saw some wrinkles and you're like, oh, geez, you know, I've aged. But what you don't think about is all the wrinkling that's going on in your liver, in your heart, in your lungs, in your bones, they're all going on. All you can see is the face, but you've got to take care of everything. You know, the face is a reflection. No, you're so right. You know, I love that point. You know, the face is a reflection. And I agree with you. There's not really something that I've settled on in terms of testing cellular age as well. It's, um, there's too many variables that I've seen as well. When you talk about stem cells, you do treatment at your clinic. Could you explain a little bit more the name of your clinic, where it's located? And then also, what is this treatment like for those who have no idea what stem cell treatment is? So I'm in the greater Los Angeles area. So I'm um, in the San Fernando Valley. So the way I do the treatment is, you know, first of all, first of all, a very comprehensive evaluation that they have to fill out this form, you know, asking everything about their history. And then I actually work with our naturopathic doctor who will go over their entire history. And then when they come to the clinic with labs, comprehensive laboratory testing, and then will address, you know, whatever deficiencies that's going on, either nutritional deficiencies or, you know, hypersensitivity to, you know, to various food or, or chemicals and their microbiome health and their hormonal balance. Just so there, there's a whole complexity of why a person is not optimal. And so in the meantime, you know, we have pre-stem cell treatment recommendations where there are, you know, lifestyle changes I want them to make and supplements I want them to take to optimize results. And then they will come to the clinic and, and do the treatment. And a lot of times we combine other treatment modalities to even further enhance the benefits, you know, such as stem cell therapy or NAD therapy. So it's a very comprehensive wraparound 
you know, treatment and depending on what kind of um, issues they want help with. So if they want um, just, if they have autoimmune conditions, they have COPD, you know, a lot of these are systemic conditions. I use the intravenous route, but um, if they have some local issues like joint problems or, you know, just you know, surface, hair restoration, you know, facial rejuvenation. So some kind of a local tissue, you know, that's more on the exterior, then I can do direct local injections. So we do, so I mentioned hair and face and also sexual wellness. So injection to vagina or, or penis. And then we do all kinds of um, injections in the musculoskeletal system, you know, including joints and back. You know, I, I always tell people that when you have osteoarthritis, this is not really a wear and tear disease. It's, it's a disease of your body not being able to keep up with repair. So if you have damage and you know a sports injury and, and your body fixes off, then you're done. But if you have chronic, unrelenting, this ache and pain and stiffness and just if that's your body constantly inflamed. And this is a systemic issue. Is your whole body not able to mobilize repair? And in those cases, I help enhance the body by doing intravenous therapy and then for larger joints like the knee, the hip and shoulder, et cetera, I would do local injections because you need the cells to be delivered locally because they're within the large joints that there's very little blood exchange. You know, depending on what they need, we, um, you know, we'll, we'll devise a, a appropriate program for them. What's your website for those who are listening who want to check you out? Maybe they're in Los Angeles or they want to travel there. What's your uh, website? Yeah, so our clinic is called Thea Center for Regenerative Medicine. That's T H E A. So it's just a T H E A C R M dot com. But we are in the process of uh, changing our website. We're kind of uh, expanding our clinic into you know what we is subsuming this regenerative portion into Uplift Longevity Center. So that's coming up. Uplift with a Y. Um, oh, cool. Yeah. So so that's that's coming up. Awesome. We'll put your website in in the podcast notes so everybody could go check it out. Is it fair to say that you could meet somebody and, and look at them and say and and know that 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 person needs some stem cells just by looking at the person? <laughs> some than others, definitely. Yeah. Okay. But honestly, I would say if you're over age at least 35, you know, if not 30, because we, we know, you know, 25, you know, we, we're starting to go downhill, but let's just say 35. That's when most people notice changes, you know, of their physiologically, they're not as kind of in tip top shape as they were in their twenties, at least, you know, above 35, I would say everybody above 35 should, you know, they can benefit from stem cells. That's no question. And even when they're older, when they think, oh my God, maybe it's too late. You know, I'm in my late seventies, you know, is this going to benefit? Yes. The research supports it. Even, you know, they've done this research. It is really fun. I, I love this research someone have done. They give these uh, rats that's at the human equivalent age of 75. So rats age, I think was like 20, 20 months or something. So in human equivalent age, it's 75 years old. So these are old rats. They look old, you know, they move old and, uh, and they start giving them stem cells. And what's interesting is that, so there's a group that did not get stem cells and the group that got stem cells. So imagine these, you know, kind of human 75 year old, you know, rats, the rats that got stem cells lived uh, from the time they got cells to the time they died was three times as long as the rats that did not get stem cells. Wow. So basically you extended, you tripled the time you have, you remain on earth. And not only they live much longer, they're moving better, you know, their, their, their fur, it's got shinier. And then their, you know, their mental capacities, they're running around the maze, they're able to figure things out. They basically extended their time of being vibrant. And then, you know, and then they die. So, yeah. you know, we're all going to die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can't escape that, at least not yet. <laughs> the key is quality, right? How can we enhance quality? Have a great time while you're here. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And that's inter- that study is interesting because that was three times the extension of their lifespan with older ra- uh, rats. Uh, was it rats or mice? I forget. I, I think it's rats. Yeah. Rats. Yeah. So, I mean, they were older. So imagine being younger and being proactive with this, like we're, we're speaking about here. Oh, they've done for younger rats, so like like a middle aged, and uh, and that they definitely showed you know thirty percent extension of lifespan. Yeah, amazing. 
I want to take a quick break here to share with you about the dangers of taking fish oil. I know, shocking. I was somebody who took fish oil every single day for years. And then I came across a ton of research showing the dangers of consuming fish oil. I immediately found an amazing product called Pureform. Pureform is a plant-based omega. And the cool thing about Pureform is that it is uniquely processed with nitrogen to preserve it and make sure it does not oxidize. These essential fatty acids are cold pressed and you get the proper balance of omega-6 and omega-3 to feed your cells what it desires. We know that life begins and ends at the cell membrane. And when you have the proper fats, the building blocks for those cell membranes, all of a sudden your fat burning hormones can do its job. So you lose weight. All of a sudden your cells produce energy. So you feel good. So we know that cellular health is key for performance and longevity. So I've been taking Pureform every single day. My dog takes it every single day. So does my girlfriend and my mom. This is how much I love the product. If you want to get your bottle delivered to your door, head over to purelifescience.com. Check them out. Order a bottle or two, and you'll be amazed by how you feel after taking this just after a few days. That is purelifescience.com. Use the coupon code BEN4 to apply a $4 off coupon. That is BEN, B-E-N, and the number four. International shipping is available. Okay, let's go back into this episode of the Keto Camp Podcast. Besides getting the actual treatment, which is a great idea if you're over the age of 30, what are some maybe other ways we can do it on a day-to-day basis? What role does fasting or extended fasting play with stem cell production, getting rid of senescent cells? Have you looked at any of that? Yeah, I think fasting definitely is a powerful tool. So I do intermittent fasting. I mean, I'm still fasting, you know. Um, so I do intermittent fasting. I don't eat before noon every day. Um, so, you know, at least 16 hours of fast, I think is, is a very powerful way of you know, getting your body to be more resilient. And of course, what you eat, that that's the absolute foundation, you know, let food be thy medicine, right? I think it's absolutely true. I mean, there's such power in what you put in your body. So, you know, everybody needs to really, really respect this incredible kind of vessel that we, we are uh, gifted to and put the right things in the body. So that, that itself is probably one of the most powerful things. Like when people are looking at uh, losing weight, they think it's um, 70% diet, maybe 30% you know, exercise. So people used to think exercise, exercise, but now we know the role of exercise is much smaller than the role of diet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so true. So eat clean, eat whole foods, practice intermittent fasting. Let's say you were in an elevator and you had... 45 seconds to explain to somebody in that elevator, a stranger, what exactly the process of aging is so they could really understand it. What would be that 45 second elevator pitch? (laughs) The process aging is that, first of all, you're running out of stem cells. So you're running out of the engine to repair damage because being alive means getting damaged. Just breathing, you know, creates, you know, these free radicals and that can damage your cells and DNA. So just sheer fact of being alive, you're constantly getting damaged. As long as you have enough cells to replace what's damaged, then you're good. So that's one fundamental thing about aging is that you're running out of stem cells because they, they, they get damaged too. But, you know, along with that, you know, you are constantly getting damaged, right? You can injure yourself, but you can also just by breathing and toxins and, or just breathing, you know, you're running out of um, healthy cells that can give you the right amount of hormones, can you know detox your body the you know correctly, and basically that's just uh, you know you're declining mitochondria, you're losing mitochondria, you you know everything is is getting older. I would say this is why I'm so passionate about stem cells because I know all the other things are very powerful, they're all really important, but I look at stem cells as the engine to the body like you know like like the engine for the car so if you don't have engine you're not going to get anywhere so but the engine also needs fuel and that's everything else we're doing you know good diet exercise fasting you know you know all the supplements are the right fuel for the body 
but it, eventually they if they can feed the engine if they can keep the engine healthy then you whatever damage you make you're going to be replenished so i i think one day stem cell therapy is just going to be so basic such a basic part of medicine that you know you you know you take some stem cells to prevent you from declining keep you from getting sick but if you do get sick because we invariably you know we, we can catch something or we injure ourselves get some stem cells it's gonna make you heal so much faster so much more completely and i have people who are doing surgeries before surgery they have to do surgeries they get surgeries but before surgery or right after they would get a stem cell treatment and they heal three times as fast so one day you know just like people were given antibiotics for surgery yeah. right that you prevent something bad from happening and in the future we're going to give stem cells you know to speed up healing process and to prevent even prevent infection i mean the, the stem cells have a lot of functions you know anti microbial is one of them. So, so it's, it's just going to be part of the, the foundation. But, you know, coming back to the aging, I, I think we can replenish, you know, replace the engine, you know, or, or upgrade your engine, then you can, you can kind of um, really slow down this train of aging. Well said. And I could see how much you love talking about it. You just light up and get so excited speaking about the topic. It's, uh, <laughs> you know, it's like stem cells are where acupuncture was 20 to 30 years ago, where it was kind of like, yes. what is that? To now acupuncture is all over the place. So that's what you're saying. Hopefully stem cells will get there even sooner yeah. than what happened well, the, with acupuncture. The beauty, stem cells has one advantage. Uh, it's easier for people to accept stem cells. And, and that's what I find fascinating is that for stem cells, the allopathic doctors, they it's much easier to accept it, right? Because it came from Western medicine. It, there's a very, very scientific, you know, kind of origin to it. So they know, and there's rigorous studies. So, so they don't consider it, you know, foo-foo. Uh, so, so they think that this is solid. Um, so it's, it's easier for them to adopt. And then for integrated doctors, they love it. It's like, you're bringing out natural healing intelligence of the body. You're infusing something that's so holistic and have so many ways of helping the body. So for them, that's, that's yes, that fits into our philosophy. So it's actually easily acceptable by both worlds. But the inertia in any person, and especially something as patriarchal as, as medicine, and then with as much existing vested interest, uh, in current establishment, so all these are serving as obstacles to, to the you know acceptance. But it's it's coming. I mean, I I just I laugh, you know, seeing all these restrictions and all the fights that's going on. It's like, well, I just wait. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Well, you're doing a good part getting the message out and the research and serving uh, your community. What are three must-have supplements to help support cellular function that that you take and you recommend? Oh gosh, there's so many supplements out there. But definitely, you know, vitamin D, I think everyone knows that it's so essential and uh, so many people have, um, a, you know, a lacking of it. And yeah. um, omega-3 is really important. And I, I think there are various new forms of omega-3 coming coming on. You know, personally, I really do not like the fish oil. I just, I really don't like taking it. I just, I don't like the taste. And, and it just, and it worries me because, you know, if you have this fish burp, <laughs> you probably, you know, it's probably oxidized and it, it makes me worry. Am I hurting myself or am I benefiting myself? But, you know, it's true. Omega-3 is really important. Um, so I was, you know, I still put that up there, but you have to find the right form. And, um, and personally, I really like fulvic acid. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, it's, it's a strange name and they call it acid, but yeah. it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a huge, you know, this a combination of, minerals and kind of antioxidants right every everything in one and that came from natural you know degrading organic matters and that's going to go back to the earth so i i really like it because it's so comprehensive and i i put that in my kitty's food you know my, my yeah. cat I, I thought, you know, I don't know how they produce these cat food. I'm buying the best possible, but I don't know if what, you know, what they put in the food to have enough nutrients because nowadays, modern day, there's just not enough nutrients in our food. So, so I, I think fulvic acid is probably underutilized and I hope more people use it because there's some incredible, incredible results. 
Yeah, that's awesome. No, I, I love that you shared that. I, I use fulvic acid as well. And I put it in my dog's water. <laughs> oh, I yeah, put it in, yeah, I put it in my... The, you know, the problem with putting it in my dog's water is that he drinks it and then he spills it all over my tile. And then there's these black spots all over. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, because he just... <laughs> oh, he likes to slobber, right? Uh, uh, he's a big boy. That's why. And then I put it in my, I put it in my coffee, but then it makes my teeth black and I got to brush my teeth right away. But yeah, I think it's great. Great for oxygenation in the body. Vitamin D is so important. Like you mentioned, I live in Miami and I look at lab work of so many people and they're still deficient in vitamin D because... Is that right? Yeah. Well, insulin and vitamin D have like this inverted relationship. So if you don't do the work to keep insulin down, you could keep taking all the vitamin D, but it won't get to the point where you want it to get. Fish oil, doc, I've done a lot of research on fish oil and I've interviewed a lot of uh, brilliant minds on fish oil. And I've come to the conclusion, at least for now, that I, I stay away from it. You know, To your point, most of it is already rancid. So I just say eat the fish or even take these parent essential oils that are giving you kind of like the derivatives for your body to make its own. EPA and DHA. So um, I like I love the suggestion. I think more important than getting the omega threes up is eliminating the bad omega sixes. What do you think about that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but that's tricky. That's that's tricky. It is tricky because they're everywhere. I love nuts, but I know <laughs> most nuts have very high omega six. But I, I can't yeah, but- stay away. <laughs> what, what I mean by that's fine, like eating foods that, that have those omega 6s are fine, but I'm talking about like the canola, cottonseed oils, the adulterated omega 6s, is what I mean. Like, get rid of those, is what I mean. Yeah, oh toxins. Yeah, read your labels because I, yeah, the, the labels that that's the final straw. They can make the package look really healthy and really enticing. You think you're getting something really good for yourself. Yeah. <laughs> And then you're like, I just bought some poison. <laughs> exactly. Especially in the keto space. You see like keto-friendly, non-GMO, but you, like to your point, you got to read the ingredients because they are so good at marketing. Don't let them fool you. <laughs> you have a book on Amazon, um, which is titled The Tiger of Beijing, The Inspirational Memoir of a Fierce Regenerative Medicine Physician. So share a little bit about why you wrote the book and what is it about? Yeah. So I, I know actually some of my patients read it. They're like, Dr. Kong, you know, I thought you were going to talk about how you became, you know, where you are now. I said, yeah, that's going to be in the second book. You know, I am a fierce regenerative medicine physician, but this book is about a very distinct story, very dramatic transitional time in my life. It's about three years of my life of how this, from this who really, yes, my dad was a professor, but we had no money, we had no connections. We're just, you know, I'm just one of the, you know, 1.3 billion Chinese. And I had a dream to come to the United States, but I had every card stacked against me. I just, there was no, I didn't know how. So from that, to actually make it happen, you know, with the first chapter being me standing in front of American embassy and getting my visa rejected. So this is after 18 months of relentless hard work and breaking rules, you know, sneaking into libraries you know, to get what I needed. And I, I got rejected. So what do you do? That was one of the biggest obstacles in my life and seemingly impossible. Here, this country that's very strictly controlled and there's just bureaucracy, you know, to the Inyang. And then I was facing a powerful country that's making it very difficult to, to enter. Um, they have lots of restrictions. And I think at the time it was one in 10 students who are applying who actually were able to, to get a visa. You know, I, I had to, um, when I realized I w- was rejected, then I had to figure out a way. So it's, a, it's about determination and a little bit of... Um, you know, this tiger, or you can call it bullheadedness, just going for it, however it's going to happen. So, you know, what I did was unconventional. Uh, It was actually fueled by anger, by anger that somebody has so much say over how I can live my life. And, and I just, I just, I rebelled. I said, no, you know, you're not going to prevent me. And so it was a very interesting journey, how I made it to the U.S. And then I spent my first two years in San Francisco, overcoming the next big hurdle, very difficult situation personally. So that and how to escape that and how to come out intact 
in a way. There was definitely damages done, but still coming out triumphant. You know, it's like a soldier going to a battle. Yes, you got some wounds, you got some, you know, injuries. Hey, you won the battle. So that's kind of where I was at. And uh, what I was going to talk about in my next book is that this wounded soldier, you know, who just won a battle, is going to go for the bigger battle in life, which is achieve true happiness. How to achieve it? Achieve full healing physically, psychologically, and spiritually. So that's a long journey. But this first book is is a, is a story. I, actually, initially when I first wrote it, I wrote it in a novel form. I didn't really want to make it a memoir because I wanted to write a story because it was a great story. And then I was like, you know, you know, screw this. <laughs> this is my story. This is me. This is who I am. You know, that's it. I just it's is my story. So that's how it, uh, yeah, how it came about. Very cool. It's a remarkable story. So that that's super awesome. I'm glad you wrote it, and it's going to be a great book for like your future kids and grandkids to read and learn about your story. <laughs> super cool. You've seen living in China for 20 years. You've seen the restriction that was happening over there and then coming to America, the land of the free. I'm somebody who was, I was born here in America. Uh, My parents actually immigrated here in the 70s, 1970s from Iran, which is another country where there's a lot of restrictions. So I am so blessed and I'm so grateful that I was born in this amazing country to be able to do what I love to do and, and have the freedom to choose to do that. So on that note, what are some of the things that you're grateful for to, to be in America, seeing how it was in China and being here? Like, do you feel like this is the greatest country in the world? Like, what is your love for America right now? I definitely, I'm very grateful for America. I, I do feel like I belong here. So personally, our personal uh, style, chemistry, you know, how we, you know, just how, how we are as a person. I know personally, it flows better here. My personality fits better. I'm a very open, very straightforward person and very warm. Um, you know, I'm able to express my emotions. I can give hugs freely. It just feels really good. So I felt kind of constricted in China, but I think each country is almost like a person. You know, you have your distinct personality, you have your strengths and your weaknesses. I love America's strengths. And actually, I think there's a big huge love affair between China and America. You know, I, I, you know, despite whatever that's going on politically, I know the Chinese people, Chinese people love Americans. I I remember since I was a kid, you know, we were like watching World War II movies and and the American soldiers always giving the the knee sign, right? The Chinese kids just love it. They're so cool. Look at their chewing gums. (laughs) They just love the Americans. They just think they're, you know, just cool people. And uh, I know Americans, you know, they love, Chinese culture, love to Chinese people. I've heard a lot of people who've been to China. They just, they, they love the Chinese. But, you know, everyone has their own strengths and weaknesses. I think China's weakness was that they're too conformist, it's very judgmental culture, highly competitive. So in, when you're so competitive and so judgmental, then you're not nurturing this individuality of each person. You're not appreciating a person's unique strengths. You want them to be a certain way because you all want to compete for certain positions and get to certain spots in life. So there's more judgment. So, so I, you know, I'm more appreciated uh, for who I am uniquely here. And I love that. I'm very, very grateful. And the opportunities allows that there's these mechanisms in place. I came here, I was, I was penniless. I absolutely no money. And then I was in San Francisco State. I thought, you know, okay, instead of borrowing, borrowing loans, which itself is fantastic, the government can lend loans to students so they can actually get education and you can go, you can apply to any university you want and they might accept you. You know, like that's not part, that that wasn't really not part of the system in China. It's a whole other system. So so here you, you can choose. You can choose what you want to study, what university you want to go to and what class you want to take. So, you know, I was thinking, you know, what, what can I do to, to, to not have so much debt? You know, so I looked into scholarships. Granted, that particular scholarship was for minorities. Uh, and I, w- I didn't exactly because it was a little bit of that uh, affirmative action, you know, flavor because it's for minor- uh, underprivileged minorities. So that's um, Hispanics, uh, African-Americans, 
uh, Native Americans and uh, Pacific Islanders. So I didn't fit into any of those, but I was grateful that this one professor who's in charge of this scholarship, you know, kind of um, all these programs to nurture students. And he granted to me, I, I applied because they said, you know, we, we can't discriminate. So we can't tell you not to apply, even though you didn't fit into the category. I said, I am a minority. I think I'm pretty underprivileged because I have no, I'm nobody in this country. So I applied and he gave it to me because he believed in me. And, and then he actually got in trouble at NIH where the money was given and he stood up for me he wow. someone said why did you give it to her you know she's not you know part of this you know this particular category she's you know chinese and so he actually i heard from another doctor who told me another um, a professor that he slammed a table he stood up he said you know what this is the best student we have and she deserves this and i have the constitution behind me so go ahead <laughs> wow, that's awesome. <laughs> so, I know. So how amazing. You know, I felt that there are people who really, really care. Yeah. So very, very lucky. Yeah. Very grateful. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, well said. That's an awesome share. Um, is that what you shared in chapter two of your book? Is that what you were referring to? No. Or, oh, okay. Something else that happened. Per- yeah, personal. I'm not sure okay. I even share the story. In the oh, book. wow. Well, I'm glad we got it on the podcast. So thank you for I sharing know. that. <laughs> <laughs> for um so we, we're gonna put your website down below what about where else can we find you i know you have a youtube channel so share that share your well, social media handles. My youtube channels because i put um a lot of these um you know kind of uh you know five to 15 minute segments explaining different aspects of stem cell therapy that's rarely talked about um that I actually, most of them, I don't see anybody that has covered it. Like, is stem cell therapy in Panama better? Um, like, what are the three stages healing in stem cell therapy? What about, you know, putting other people's DNA in my body? You know, what's your thoughts about that? And what's the difference between stem cells and exosomes? You know, what should I go go for? So there, there are a lot of different, you know, kind of niche questions that people di- are dying to know, but I really have given them a good answer. So my channel is just Joy Kong MD. So just look up YouTube and just put my name in there. You will see all my videos and 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 uh, you will really enjoy it. It's not massive number of videos, but all important. You know, answering important questions. Yeah, we'll put a link for it down below. I was watching some videos earlier today on your channel. It's awesome. You also have a great. You have a, an Instagram. Uh, is it the Tiger at the chi- Tiger of Beijing? Is that what? Yeah, it is? that's my personal Instagram. Personal. Because, you know, I have for me. You know, I have one that's um, uh, stem cell doctor Joy, all in mm. one word. That's kind of the professional one. But I'm so much more than stem cells. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I, you know, I've got stem cells. I got psychiatry and, you know, ketamine therapy and, you know, the whole, the whole spirituality aspect. And then my memoir, my, you know, writing. And yes, one day I'm going to publish my poetry and I oh, um, cool. you know, yeah. photo shoot. You know, I want to publish a book with, a, you know, kind of artistic photographs with poetry. Yeah. So that's kind of just me being me. <laughs> it's Tiger off underscore Beijing. We'll put that down below. I saw in one of your posts that you, uh, one of my colleagues who's actually been here, I've interviewed her here. I'm a good friend with her. Dr. Kate Seuss was at your clinic. And, oh, uh, yes, you were doing right. yes, absolutely. With her. Yeah, she's out there in LA. So that was cool to see that. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, she's she's great. Yeah, we were so time. Your name, Dr. Joy, is perfect because you are the doctor that spreads the joy, spreads the wisdom, spreads the knowledge. Thank you, uh, Dr. Joy, for coming on the show and for your information. Actually, I, I founded a, a stem cell company called Chara Biologics, and Chara is a Greek word for joy. And the tagline for the company is actually let the joy of healing begin, because I think people don't realize that, that there's intrinsic joy in the healing process. That's my my message for everybody. Let the joy of healing begin. I love that line. Let the joy of healing begin. Amen to that. When I'm out in California, I'm going to stop by your clinic. If you're ever Thanks here in Miami, you. you let me know. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I had a great time with you. You're very welcome. I really enjoy speaking with you. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Dr. Joy Kong. We're going to put a link for her book, and her social media, her website, everything mentioned could be found in the podcast notes. Go check her out, go follow her, get her information and start learning some more from Dr. Joy Kong. If you found this to be valuable, please share it with somebody you know today. Copy and paste the link, put in a text message. Please leave the show a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. 
Just a reminder, we have our masterclass coming up all about fasting. This is a brand new webinar. You could still register your spot by heading to intermittentfastingmasterclass.com or heading to the link down below. Thank you so much for listening to the entire episode of the Keto Camp Podcast. I'll see you on the next one. This podcast is for information purposes only. Statements and views expressed on this podcast are not medical advice. This podcast, including Benazadi, disclaim responsibility from any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own. And this podcast does not accept responsibility of statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. Individuals on this podcast may have a direct or non-direct interest in products or services referred to herein. If you think you have a medical problem, consult a licensed physician.